my point. Fourteen points I want to share with you today, and I trust that God will bless and minister His Word to your heart today. If you follow that QR code there in front of you, there is a link on that code that will take you directly to the YouVersion Bible app, and the notes for today's sermon is there for you. Or you can pick a paper up, feel free to walk to the back, pick up a hard copy that's been printed for you there in the back. I think it's important enough for you to mark them down and to pursue them throughout this new year. God is a personal God. And I want you to know 14 things and apply them to your heart. I'm so grateful for Josh singing that song. Speak to the mountains. Jesus said, I wonder when I come back to earth, will I find faith? And your faith is of great importance for you to walk in his ways, to trust him, to believe in him, and to hang on and to claim the promises that he has for you. If the Lord has saved you, there are many promises for you to live by and to claim. Now I want to challenge you today. Make your Lord your personal friend. See, one of the most difficult things, I think, for believers to comprehend is that God is a personal God. He's a personal God. I could share a multitude of stories when we were in Connecticut, the church we started, how God would continually reveal himself to us in a special way that, that you knew it was only God that could do this and that did it. When you walk in His ways and your desire is to please Him alone, when you make Him first place in your life, which He said, seek first the kingdom of God, you will see phenomenal acts and actions from a personal God that is on your behalf. He's real. He's not just your Savior to save you from an eternal damnation. He's a God that loves and desires you to walk with you, to be your friend. A key concept from the Old Testament back in Genesis chapter 1, you have... God creating the world. And in chapter 1, every time the word God is used, it's the word Elohim. It's the God of the universe. The general term for God. After He creates the world, after He creates it, then chapter 2, you will see the word for God changes to Lord. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. It's his personal name, Yahweh. And when God saw his creation and saw that it was good, he placed man and woman in a garden. And it all changed at that point because God wanted a personal relationship with his created beings. And from there on, this God who created now became personal. He would walk in the garden with Adam and Eve. 
He has that same desire for you to walk with you throughout life, to take life and be with you, to guide you through the ups and the downs of life. So I want to share with you today, different than how I normally preach, how Pastor Mitch preaches normally, and that is expository preaching. We're not taking a text and unpacking it today as to what it says. But I want to share with you a topical sermon. I felt it appropriate today at the end of the year. I'm sorry about that. I'm sure he's working on it. At the end of this year and heading into the new year. Am I... Every time I get up here, something happens. You would think it'd be me. But I'm here to beg that's different, different than that. So I don't want to unpack a text for you today. I want to share with you thoughts in the, for you to just reflect on the past year and to think about the coming year. And it's all about your faith. What we sang about. Discouragement is one of the biggest difficulties and the biggest battles a believer faces. My favorite psalm is Psalm 73. The psalmist is discouraged. He struggles with discouragement in that psalm. And he comes down to verse 17 of Psalm 73. And he says, until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I their end. And that's a key verse in all of Scripture. For you need to realize it's not about your perspective. It's about the God whom you serve in his perspective, in your own personal life. What is he doing? Scripture tells us he's conforming us to his image, the image of Christ. I also normally preach second person. I think that's the most effective way of preaching. But I'm switching that today to first person. Because the reason is I want you to personalize what I share with you today. These 14 points are about me. I want you to place your name in those places, in those spots. Because God personally loves you, cares for you, desires that relationship. So follow with us. You can go on that worksheet, go on the Bible app. I want you to see these references, and there's a multitude of ones. I'll be sharing some. There's some on the screen. They're not all the same. There's a plethora of and a multitude of verses that support each point that I want you to capture and apply for your life, looking back over the past year and looking into 2024. Number one, God loves me, therefore he is my eternal friend. He loves me, he's my eternal friend. John fourteen twenty one, he who loves me will, will be loved by my father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. 
He who loves me. You love Jesus, you exalt him. God the Father's love is with you, for you. And you will know his presence in your life, day by day. Ephesians 5.2, and walk in love. As Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. 1 John 4.10, in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son. 1 John 4.19, we love because he first loved us. Revelation 1.5, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. The definition of love is doing what is best for the other. Unconditionally doing what's best for the other person. He did that for you. When you didn't know him, when you had nothing to do with him, he called you out of the miry pit and set your feet upon a rock. He loves you. He is your eternal friend. And I'm just giving you scripture today. I trust it will resonate with you. Because we, we come and we hear and we go and sometimes we forget this God of the universe wants to be your friend. He wants to walk with you. He speaks to you from his word. You can share with him your deepest concerns. He's an eternal friend. Number two, God goes before me, therefore he is my path blazer. Psalm 5.8, lead me, O God, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Psalm 23, 5 and 6, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Psalm 1611, you make known to me. Sorry, I'm having trouble hearing you. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to his own, your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. He shall direct your path. You don't know what you're facing in this new year. You may be unsure of your next step, your next job, your direction. Allow him to lead you. Reflect back. On this past year, maybe you were a student entering a new school into a new classroom. Did he help you? Was he there for you? Maybe you began a new job. Maybe moved into a neighborhood. You didn't know what would happen. And you look. Sorry, I couldn't hear what you said. His hand at work intricately in your life. You are his child. And he goes before us and he sets our path. It's not how you always think it should be. It's not what you think it should be. But it's right. And it's good. And it's his way. And he has blazed the path for you to walk therein. Number three. God will strengthen me, therefore he is my way maker. My soul, Psalm 119, melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to... Sorry, I'm having trouble hearing you. Isaiah 40, 
Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Listen, he gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Think you can't do it? I beg to differ with you. The child of God can do it through him. He will make a way. Romans 16.25, now to him who is able to strengthen you. 1 Peter 5.10, when we feel inadequate, it's what he can do through you. The Apostle Paul said, in my weakness, then am I strong. What are you facing in the coming year? You may not even know what that may be. But if you ask him, Lord, you make a way. He can do that for you. Number four, God knows the good things I do. Therefore, I trust him as my record keeper. Love a song. It's an old song by Charles Billingsley. God is keeping score. And that that title just sums it up. God knows. No one else may see it. No one else may know what you're doing, what your heart attitude is. But the God and Lord you serve knows. Psalm 11:7 The Lord is righteous. He loves righteous deeds. 2 Corinthians 9:6 The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Galatians 6, 7, and 8, whatever one sows, that will he reap. You may get discouraged over the fact and sense that as a Christian, what does it matter? No one sees, no one knows, no one cares. And it doesn't seem to make a difference. Apostle Paul said in Galatians 6, 9, let us not grow weary. In doing good. For in due season we will reap if we faint not. Keep doing it. Keep serving. Keep giving. Keep loving. He's the record keeper. Number five. God can give me victory. Therefore he is my song of victory. Romans 8.37 And all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Amen? You, you, can, you can sing because He helps you. He's there for you. Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 1 Corinthians 15 Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. 1 John 5.4 This is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Your faith. This coming year, your faith is what will provide victory in your walk. Your God is bigger, greater, stronger, better. Your faith.
Number six, God will guide me, therefore he is my wisdom leader. I shared with you Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. He shall direct your paths, not in your own understanding. Come to me. I will give you rest. Lord, I need strength. Lord, help me. Second Chronicles 16.9 For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. Why? To give support to those whose heart is blameless toward him. Man, do you realize that? He's watching. And when you live for Him and doing your best to serve Him and live for Him, He's looking to give support to those who love Him. Luke 6.38 One of my favorite verses on giving. Give. That's the only command. Give. And it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put back into your lap. Do you have faith to believe the promise of God? In any of these areas, no matter what you're facing, can you pull a verse out? I'm giving you tons of verses. Can you take a verse on Thursday morning and say, Lord, I believe this verse. I need you in this time. I need you in this moment. 
Lord, show yourself mighty. Reveal in my life this verse. I claim your promise. He is our provider. Number eight, God delights in me, therefore he loves and treasures me. I find this among many Christians that they just don't have that personal relationship with him. And therefore they feel they're worthless. Or they they bring nothing to the table. There's no identity. There should be no identity crisis with a believer who loves and follows Jesus Christ. He has great purpose for you. He delights in you. Psalm 17, 8, keep me as the apple of your eye. 1 John 3, 1, see what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called the children of God. One of Satan's greatest lies through the years is, oh, we're all God's children. His love has been manifested through Jesus Christ, his Son. And we who know the Son are called the children of God. And you're a kingdom kid. God of the universe calls you his own. You are a child of the King. He sings over you. He rejoices over you. He delights in you being his child. He unconditionally loves you. Number nine, God is always with me, therefore he is my security partner. Matthew 28, behold, I am with you always. Psalm 94, 14, for the Lord will not forsake his people, he will not abandon his heritage. Hebrews 13, 5, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Joshua 4, 24, so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. Number 10, God hears and answers me. Therefore, he is my resource and my solution. Psalm 4.3, but know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Psalm 17.6, I call upon you, for you will answer me. O God, incline your ear to hear my words. Jeremiah 33, 3, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and hidden things that you know not. You know Matthew 7, ask, seek, knock, and it will be open unto you. Luke 18, 7 and 8, and will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. He's your solution. Got a work problem? How often do you pray about it? Got a difficult child? Are you praying for them? Are you praying with them? Family, broken relationships? How much time in prayer are you spending? He is the answer. He is your resource. We soon tend to want to do it my way. 
Are you turning everything first over to him? He's my resource and my solution. Number 11. God blesses me, therefore he gives me every good thing. James 1.17. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father above. First Chronicles 4.10. Jabez prayed. God blessed and enriched him. Numbers 6, 24 and 25, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Psalm 31, 16, make your face shine on your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. Psalm 67, 1, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. Number 12, God will carry and care for my load. Therefore, he is my burden bearer. Now, you may be facing a health issue today or this coming year. He needs to carry that for you. It doesn't have to throw you. He can carry your burden. Psalm 55, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. Psalm 29:11 May the Lord give strength to his people. Ephesians 6:10-11 Those promises are for those who are clothed with the spiritual armor. 1 Peter 5:7 Casting all your anxieties on him for he cares for you. Number 13 God gives me his peace therefore he is my peacemaker. Isaiah 26:3 You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Because he trusts in you. Have you just received some bad news? Perfect peace when your mind is on him. Romans 5.1 Since we've been justified by faith, if you claim Christ, you're justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 29.11, may the Lord bless his people with peace. Number 14, God views me differently than I view myself. Therefore, he is my almighty sovereign friend far above me. I find and have found as people have come to the Lord, they think of self in two ways. They view themselves as a sinner, completely unworthy of the love of God. Because they know what their past has been. They know how they live each and every day. 1 John 1, 7, he cleanses us from all our sin. You need to see yourself as one who's been purified and cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. On the contrary, some believers view themselves as righteous. Well, I'm not so bad. Look at them. And we immediately begin to do the comparison. And there are a multitude of verses, Romans 3.10, John 15.4 and 5. I can do nothing apart from him. 
And the verse that comes to mind is Isaiah 55. You can't put God in your own little box. Scripture says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my, your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. When I view myself as something, I must remember that he reminds me I can do nothing apart from him. When I view myself as nothing, I must remember he's called me out of the miry pit set my feet upon the rock, and he loved me and loves me with an eternal love. There's those 14 items. He's my eternal friend. He's my path blazer. He's my way maker. He's my record keeper. He's my song of victory. He's my wisdom leader. He's my provider. He's, I am the apple of his eye. He's my security partner. He's my resource with the answers. He gives me every good thing. He's my burden bearer. He's my peacemaker. He is my almighty God, sovereign friend, far above me. And you must remember that the Lord God Almighty, ruler of all the universe, the mighty one, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, the sovereign, unconditional, loving, gracious Lord, cares for you. He desires to walk with you 24-7, every day. You get out at your job and soon you can forget him. You get in school, walk those hallways, and he's out of your thoughts. Your faith in his promise and his promises is what you need to carry you through this new year, this coming year. Now I'm going to do something that's abnormal. That sermon or message itself was abnormal. I want you to think back through this past year. And if you'd be so kind, I want you to just raise your hand or stand And you tell me which one of those things this past year you saw God do for you. You remember a circumstance, you remember an incident, and God showed up. Nice and loud. Amen. 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 Awesome. Praise God. What a testimony. And she asked us pastors to pray for him. God answered prayer. Faith. Who else? This past year. Quickly. Wonderful. I trust you have a testimony that you can share. Thank you to those who shared. Now let me flip the switch. The new year's upon us. Which one of those 14 things do you struggle with? Provision. Think you've got to jump in and do it. Waymaker. Just 
walking day by day with him, by him. You need to take at least one of those 14 things. Think you're nothing on the face of the earth when you truly are the apple of his eye. Peacemaker. Got a lot of turmoil going on somewhere. And for the coming year, you need to claim by faith, Lord, you you need to do this. You need to show yourself this in my life so that others will see and hear this is what you did. This is what you're doing in my life. And your testimony of God's graciousness and your walk of faith can be an encouragement to 50 other people when we come around again next year and they hear of what God has done in and through you. Can you trust him? In application, number one, when discouraged, feeling alone, having thoughts that God doesn't care about you, you need to remember these 14 biblical truths. You see, you need to speak truth into your own heart. Satan's a great deceiver. He's going to tell you differently. Oh, you're nothing. You blew it. He doesn't care. Remember them. I gave you a host of scripture references. Put them to memory. Claim them. Live by them. Number two, every believer is engaged in spiritual warfare. You defeat satanic lies with God's promises and biblical principles. That's how you'll win. Biblical principle... Verses of scripture, Lord, I believe this, I need you to do this. You have it written right here. Number three, think back through the past year. He was faithful to you. Thank him for it. Take time today, sometime the rest of the day, thank him for it. Number four, in the coming year, Promise him that you'll remember him in these ways or whatever it is your, your greatest weakness is, security or pathblazer or peacemaker, and trust him. For you see, my God, Tim's God, P.T.'s God, is a loving, caring, involved, and personal Lord and Savior to me. I trust that's your testimony. If you need to pray, the altar is open for you. If you need somebody to pray with you, I'm here at the front. Or find somebody around you. Take time to pray as we close with this last song. Let's bow in prayer as the musicians come.